the Dallas Cowboys actually not only beat the Philadelphia Eagles, they embarrassed them. So are the Dallas Cowboys back? Plus, the Green Bay Packers, are they the best team in the NFC? As well as the Ravens, they beat up on the Seahawks. Do the Ravens deserve more credit or more blame on Seattle? Plus, should the Bears move on from Mitchell Trubisky and Texans Colts? A whole ton of Week 6 reaction all starts now. Podcast. I am your host, Nick Friend, here on a Monday, a jam-packed Monday at that. A ton of NFL reaction from Week 7, but it all starts with the Dallas Cowboys beating the Philadelphia Eagles. It, oh my goodness, it is so glorious. It is so glorious what this Dallas Cowboys team is doing to their fans once again. Because now, Cowboys fans are out here thinking... All right, last week it was just a fluke week. We had some injuries. Now we're getting healthier. Now we have the bye week. Oh, it's so golden. Look at us now. Look at us now, baby. That's what Cowboys fans are thinking. And Cowboys fans are like dogs. They love credit for doing the smallest things right. Except, you know, Cowboys fans ain't quite as cute. They're out here like, you see us? You see us? We beat a team we were supposed to. Can we get a treat? Can we get rewards? No, no, they have zero credit for this win in my mind against the Philadelphia Eagles who had five turnovers, a Philadelphia Eagles secondary that has been atrocious. Congratulations, you exposed it. I know you're not used to doing things that you're actually supposed to do, Dallas Cowboys fans. Cowboys fans will then come back at me and say, well, Nick, our running game, that's looking good now that our tackles are healthy. Uh, yeah, against the linebacker core for the Eagles. That, by the way, their front defensive line was banged up. But regardless, linebacker core cut Zach Brown. He was a starter. Nigel Bradham, he's hurt. So, yeah, you expose them back there as you should. So, I'm not sold on this team any more than I was a week ago in terms of them being anywhere close to what we thought they were at the beginning of the season. Because now you look at them after the bye at the Giants. Should be an easy win. Then the Vikings, that's a test. Then the Lions and the Patriots, another test. You have two out of four weeks that are big tests. Show me. Because you have not been able to win consistently against the big teams ever in the past 24 years. And by the way, I point out the Vikings and the Patriots as the test. Knowing the Cowboys, the games against the Giants and the Lions will be closer than they should be. And the Cowboys fans who are now relaxing and chilling and thinking, we got the NFC East locked up. We're good. We're chilling. <laughs> you don't know yourself then. And let me remind you, the expectations before the season were not about playoffs. They were about Super Bowl. And right now, that's no longer a realistic expectation. Now, for the Green Bay Packers, they are now 6-1 after beating the Oakland Raiders. And to answer the question I asked on my show today, are the Packers the best team in the NFC? No. The Saints are. But Green Bay is real close. Green Bay is real close. And it's all because Aaron Rodgers 
is getting very eerily close, or at least closer, to looking like the Aaron Rodgers we saw in 2014 out there like a bad man. First ever perfect passer rating in the history of the Green Bay Packers. Six touchdowns. And by the way, he did it without Devontae Adams, his number one wide receiver, obviously. But his number two wide receiver, Dromino Allison, was banged up. And what makes this scary is for the first time in a long time for Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't have to carry this team on his back. He doesn't have to be that Rodgers so that makes us go, oh my gosh, look at what he's doing. The highlight plays. Because their defense is starting to get more legit. Their secondary is starting to get better, led by Jahir Alexander and Darnell Savage. And yeah, they're young back there in that defense, which is why you're going to see them get beat. Maybe more than they should be, like even they did in this game. But the Packers are fully part of the top tier in the NFL in my mind. And that top tier is three teams. It's the Patriots, it's the Saints, and the Packers. And the Packers have fully cemented themselves as a Super Bowl contender. What I want to see is that they don't have their traditional Packers season, which is they go out, they win some games, they impress you, they're 6-1, and one, they're looking good, and then they have that, oh my goodness, what the heck loss is what I call it from the Green Bay Packers because it usually happens every single season. I want to see them not have that. But just for the record, just so people know this is in hindsight, I'm not hopping on the bandwagon. Here is what I said on the Sports and Nick show, SportsNick.com, YouTube channel, Sports and Nick, on September 26th, nearly a month ago, about this very team. Now, the Green Bay Packers are 3-0, and and yes, they are Super Bowl contenders. Not hindsight here, folks. They are legit Super Bowl contenders right now. And again, the scary thing, Aaron Rodgers real good yesterday. Doesn't have to be that going forward for this year's team, as long as their defense continues to do what they can do. Now, let's touch on uh, an incredible game yesterday. That was the Ravens beating the Seahawks 30-16. to Both teams are now 5-2. and And quite simply, that game was about Lamar Jackson quickly becoming the hardest guy to defend in the NFL. And I don't say that lately. I know there's guys out there like DeAndre Hopkins, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, my goodness, go down the list. Lamar Jackson is quickly becoming the hardest guy to defend in the NFL. This man ranks 6th in the NFL. Six in the NFL, not out of quarterbacks in the entire NFL in rushing yards. He's right up there with Ezekiel Elliott. He's first in the NFL in yards per carry. And people use this as a knock against him? That's what I'm confused about. I hear lots of people say he's a running back, he's not a quarterback. Folks, these teams know what's coming. The Seattle Seahawks knew exactly what Lamar Jackson was going to do yesterday. And because they knew exactly what was coming and they couldn't stop it, we're going to knock Lamar Jackson for that? That makes no sense. This man's attitude, by the way, his leadership is nothing short of impeccable, continuously giving credit to others instead of himself. I'm continuing to wondering where the disrespect for Lamar Jackson is coming from. Because he's improved as a passer from last year. He looks even more elusive than he did a year ago, which is saying something. And he won on the biggest stage of this season so far against the Seahawks. What more do we need to see from this man? And quite frankly, what more do we start to need to see from this Ravens team? Who that secondary with Marcus Peters is starting to look more like the secondary people thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. 
and now they're going to be tested. Because after their bye, they play the Patriots, the Bengals, which will be their one easy win, the Texans, the Rams, and the 49ers. Here's my thing. We know they're legit. They're about to prove whether or not they're a playoff team or a contender. Now, for the Chicago Bears, major questions need to be asked, including my question to the Chicago Bears after they dropped to the New Orleans Saints. What are you doing with Mitchell Trubisky? What are you doing with Mitchell Trubisky as your quarterback? And I don't say that lightly, but they are in a very similar spot so many other NFL teams find themselves in. It's what the Cardinals found themselves in with Josh Rosen. It's what the Panthers found and still find themselves in with Cam Newton. It's when you invest a ton in a young quarterback, and it is very clear that it's not panning out. What do you do? Do you hold on for too long? Or do you move forward as painful as that is? And what's very clear is that Mitchell Trubisky is not a franchise quarterback. He is not a franchise quarterback, and people can continue to hold on to hope, to potential, but what he's done in the NFL has been nothing short of a massive disappointment. Getting outplayed by the Saints' backup, who I know isn't just any backup, but getting outplayed by Teddy Bridgewater is embarrassing. This is a Bears team that gave up a first-rounder, two-thirds, a fourth, massive haul for Mitchell Trubisky. But it's time to cut ties. You are not winning playoff games with Mitchell Trubisky as your quarterback. You're just not. His highest potential is an Alex Smith game manager type. That's his highest potential. And right now he's not that. The Arizona Cardinals should be the roadmap for more teams in this type of situation. I get you gave up a ton. But if those picks aren't attached to his name, more people are calling for a tank season to get a top quarterback. Instead, people are holding on to potential for, may I remind you, one starting college season at North Carolina. Not exactly the incredible college team of the North Carolina Tar Heels for football. It's time to move on. Painful, but it's time to move on. The quicker you move your right, you're wrong rather, the quicker you can get to being right. Now, Texans and Colts, they faced off yesterday. Texans dropping that one to the Colts. And listen, first and foremost, quickly on the Texans. After their Chiefs win, everybody all high on the Texans. Oh, look at the Texans. Look at the Texans. You see the Texans? The Texans this, the Texans that. Yeah, this has been the story of the Texans over the past couple of years. Inconsistency. Inconsistency left and right. And for the Colts, I said it two weeks ago. Jacoby Brissett and the Colts' defense will be pests for any team going forward. And where's their respect? They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Texans the past two weeks. This is a legit team. This is a team that's not going anywhere. This is a team that has real playoff admiration. I said it at the time. If you think this team is completely done and out without Andrew Luck, you don't know this team's roster. You don't. They're, they're legit in all facets. In all facets. Receiver, line play, linebackers. They're legit. They're legit playoffs. Now with Andrew Luck, you could argue Super Bowl. With Brissett, I don't think that's the potential. But where's their credit? Because they deserve it. They are scrappy. And for the Houston Texans, I continue to say, what's going to change? 
Because you can win the games you're supposed to. You can even win some games that impresses people against the Chiefs. But there's never consistent play. And that is a major problem. Now it's time for a new segment I'm calling the two-minute drill while I rip around the NFL this past weekend. Topics I haven't gotten to yet, but want to quickly get to. It will involve pretty much every single team from every single week. So that way every team is touched on here. So two-minute whip around drill. Let's start. Are the Minnesota Vikings contenders? Listen, everyone is acting like they're Kirk Cousins' cousin again and that they weren't talking bad behind his back two weeks ago. Hell no, they're not contenders. And I'm not buying in that everything's all roses and dandy there after a couple good offensive weeks. No, the Vikings are not contenders in terms of Super Bowl. Anywhere near that. Playoffs, sure, maybe. How impressive is the Bills 5-1 start? Not that impressive. Listen, I feel good for Bills fans, but no, I'm not impressed. You've beat the Jets, the Bengals, the Patriots, the Titans, and the Dolphins. Excuse me, you didn't beat the Patriots. Those are the teams you've played. You lost to the one good team you played. You nearly let the Dolphins beat you yesterday. I'm not impressed. Giants, Cardinals. Listen, the Giants coaching issues issues are real. Uh, Some of these decision-making decisions are, are, are ludicrous. But for the Arizona Cardinals, this is what happens when you realize that a young quarterback is not a good fit and you cut ties. Kyler Murray and this Cardinals team, they haven't been great. Things haven't been pretty, but they're starting to look like they have a future, which is something the Cardinals haven't had been able to say for a while. Now, for the San Francisco 49ers, are they Super Bowl contenders? Uh, yes, but I'm not willing to put them in the top tier yet. I will continue to say this. I don't think they're on the level of the Patriots, Packers, and Saints. Now, listen, they'll have a chance to prove it to me. They play the Panthers next week. They play the Seahawks after their bye. But until they consistently beat those top teams I I think they're contenders yes are they anywhere near the top tier that I just mentioned in my opinion no and can we talk about the LA Chargers the Chargers are doing the ultimate Chargers things every single year people buy on buy in on them I said it last week they are the Cowboys of the West without the swag my goodness every single year people buy in on them including me and every single year they fail you Now the Titans is who they lost to. Clearly, time to move on from somebody, whether that's Anthony Lynn as the head coach or Phillip Rivers as the quarterback, or maybe both, because major changes are needed out there in L.A. with the Chargers. That's the podcast. Do you want to say this? Thank you sincerely for the support on YouTube. We are closing in on 300 subscribers. Now have blown past that mark. 309 at last check on YouTube. Sports and Nick, again, video Uh, Released there every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, along with the podcast. So, as always, off tomorrow, Tuesday, back on Wednesday, Sports Inc. Show podcast. See you then. And, oh, yeah, by the way, including power rankings. Wednesday, much more NFL, maybe some NBA mixed in. Wednesday, Sports Inc. Podcast show. See you then.